0: let start off with a prayer. Sahana. Sahanavunabu Sahavi
1: Yamabi just Oh sahnaab, sahnaub, bhu, Shanti.
0: Shanti. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome, everyone. So, uh, today's icebreaker is slightly different than Vishnu Sarsama. Um, I'm just going to share my screen and show you two, two pictures, and then I want to... Let me know when you're able to see my screen. Yeah. You're able to see my screen? Yeah. Okay. So how many of you uh, have, you know, read or seen this picture by Michelangelo uh, called Sistine Chapelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seen it. Okay. So Sistine Chapelle is, uh, it. it's in, um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a painting that uh, Michelangelo does it. And, you know, you, you can see here, this is that painting that, you know, the two people, the God touching the hand of a person in you know, a very popular, very famous painting. If you're figure it out Right. So this is, this is the Michelangelo's, uh, uh, a painting of Sistine Chapelle. He's also done another thing, which uh, I want uh, want to share with you here. Uh, hopefully, okay. Uh, this is also another another thing what Michelangelo has done. Have you seen? Have, are you able to see my screen? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. You see it now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a statue what he has done of uh, of a person, and he calls it this David. And apparently, you know, uh, this is one of the best uh, statues made out of marble. Okay, for example, in this picture, if you can Hey, Guntax, you're going in and out. Am I okay? Let's try my best
2: now. You're very feeble. I don't know about
0: the others, but... yeah,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: we can hear you I, I can hear you for sure.
0: yeah we can Let me try it. let me try. It. So you, you see, for example, if you, if, you, if you read a little bit about the statue right, yeah. he, he brings out even the inner details, inner details like muscles nerves on a piece of block right And oh. now the reason why I want to share these two things you know the first one I shared was that Michelangelo's uh, Sistine Chapelle, which is the uh, uh, painting and this is a sculpture. The reason why I want to share uh, these two things is, you know, um, there are two approaches to life, right? One is an approach of building one thing at a time. You know, you have a blank slate, like a, a, a piece of uh, white white piece of paper, canvas, and then you start writing one stroke at a time and create a beautiful picture, right? Which is what he did with uh, Sistine Chapelle. The second approach is, and then it becomes, I mean, the first, first approach is, and then the painting becomes beautiful, right? So it's a completion by addition. That's what uh, the painting is all about. The second approach is, you know, you you see a big piece of marble, a block, and you already see that there is a perfect sculpture inside. All you need to do is chip off the things that are not relevant for the sculpture. Okay? So and Michelangelo used to love sculpting rather than painting, by the way. If, if you are interested to ever read about his biography, there's a beautiful book called uh, the Agony and Ecstasy by a person called Irving Stone. And I would encourage you to read it. It's a very thick book. You can use it like a pillow as well. But it's a great book. You should read that. So, you know, the reason why I share these two things today is that, you know, see, when uh, when it comes to these, this particular chapter that we're talking about, you know, I think the basic qualities that, uh, you know, Krishna talks about are already there in us, but they're all covered with lots of stuff which are not required. So we just have to chip off those things get rid of it. Rather than building and painting, we had to do a sculpture. Nice. All right. So with that icebreaker done, maybe, you know, Kishore, I want to request you. I know that you, you posted saying that you read Swami D's value of values. Maybe why don't you start off uh, summarizing uh, what you learned from the book so that we can kick off this particular discussion.
3: Sure. I mean, uh, I started and I'm on Ammanitvam. I'm reading and rereading and rereading. So it's probably three times now. Um, because I think this this book, I, I, I wanted to kind of absorb introspect and then go back and read, absorb introspect, Right. So I'm just taking it a little slow. Um, Amanithvam, uh, you know, this is um, uh, self-conceit, right? Amanithvam is self-conceit. That's something that I've been reading. But before I go there, I think uh, this is fascinating because the, um, hold on, let me uh, let Alpana in actually. Yeah, it it was in this context of this chapter as well as uh, what we've been discussing um, about the twenty virtues, and having read the Yamas and nyamas and understood, understanding, uh, having realized that uh, um, that how important that is, I thought I wanted to also see uh, from the Bhagavad Gita perspective, I'll go into a little uh, depth, right? So, um, to me, the, the way uh, Swamiji explains this, and and we can relate to this very well, is that we won't give, um, you know, unless we see value in something, we won't have the inner motivation to pursue it, right? So um, the whole point is to understand the value of each one of those things in each one of those virtues so that we will, um, we will pursue it and, have, and imbibe this in our, in our own lives, right? So that's the whole point of this book. And to then explain what each of those virtues are Why does it, uh, why is it important and so on? So in that context, um, Ammanitvam is, is where I am. am, And it's a beautiful, it's very nicely written. It's like almost 10 pages written on just one topic, right? And uh, it's amazing to the extent to which uh, Swamiji has gone to analyze. And this is about our feeling of, um, um, you know, when we do something, right, we have this enormous feeling of, yeah, I did this. Right. And our, um, inflated ego, if you will, ego in the, uh, in the English sense, right. Our in, um, much inflated sense of having done something, whether it's having done something or our talent or how we look, everything. Right. So he breaks it down. He breaks down that illusion, calls it an illusion actually, and breaks it down by, uh, saying, um, where exactly is your achievement in this, right? So if you're very proud of how you look, um, what did you do in this in this particular thing, right? Uh, where did that come from? Uh, and oh. in terms of having done something, right? Uh, even there, the idea came from somewhere. You, you know, you probably did, obviously, let's say you did something based on an idea and it's, it ended up being really good what is the need for having that hugely inflated um, sense of achievement when, you know, the idea came from, was presented to you under a certain circumstance. So he goes down to each of those things and breaks down the illusion. He also talks about why people get hurt and why is their ego and uh, why, why do people get hurt? So, um, I, I, I know I'm, I'm trying to recollect here, but, um, well, one thing I wanted to share that stuck with me in this chapter is um, you know we get hurt because you know we obviously expect something from others, right When we do something, we expect others to appreciate that right So he goes into very detail about this particular expectation and when the when we don't get that expectation, we feel we feel hurt, right So he says, the, our expectation on one side uh, is not even that important. And, and he says why at the end of this, even if they do give you what you want, it is dependent on so many factors. The other person should value what you did, right? So let's say you, um, one day you feel you've done a um, fairly good amount of meditation, right? And you feel really good. Of having achieved it, but then the other person does not even understand what that means, right? What is the value of that, right? So that person is not going to give you credit for having meditated, as an example. Um, and secondly, the other person should be in a certain um, state of mind to to be able to give you that um, um, give you what you need, basically in terms of the appreciation and so on. So he just goes into each of those and says, there's so many factors. On which um, this expectation is relying on so many factors, and most of those factors may not happen. So um, that's why we end up getting hurt. And then he, yeah, so it goes on into each one of those things. It's very beautifully written. I highly recommend this book. It's not a, it's a very s- a small book, right? It's just, it's just uh, about these twenty qualities. Um, I intend to read it and iterate, see it in my own life, and then go back and read it. Again and again, I think it's a wonderful book. So I'm just in that first one, I must say, because uh, I'm just rereading it multiple times.
0: Uh,
1: uh, and I've been thinking of ordering it. Uh, I will, I will get that book for sure. That yeah. I got it
3: on the Kindle. Actually, it was there, thankfully. So, <laughs> so I ended up okay, uh, getting it immediately. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Thank you. No, thank you, thank you for that, Kishor. See, but but the question that that always uh, comes back is, you know, is it wrong to have it? It's, Oh, sorry. Say that again, Radesh? Is it wrong to have expectations?
3: Yeah. Um, don't let that rule. I mean, in the sense, expectations lead to uh, lead to hurt in the end. And if you know that, it's fine, I guess. But then, um, I definitely, uh, that is a path towards hurt. Right? It's it's. That, that, that's what I'm I'm realizing as well. Uh, what do you what, what do others think? Yeah, expectations. Till the time you have developed from others, uh, was, yeah, yeah. Till the time you have
4: developed the capability to accept whatever the outcome or you know, whether the expectation is met or not, I think it is. I would say expectations
3: will always lead to misery. Actually, so. So the, why not, uh, why do we need to expect, right? Um, because we are looking at somebody giving you appreciation for what? Um, it is obviously coming from a sense of incompleteness inside us that we want to fulfill by having others tell us how good we are or how good the work that we did is, right? Um, instead, can we not just do what needs to be done and just keep moving on right even if somebody saw it or did not see it you do what needs to be done and and that's it and the moment we realize that the work that we do is the thing this is the real deal it is not what comes after that so once that perception happens I think it relieves us of quite a bit of um you know what do you say Quite a bit of uh, yeah um, so I, I think yes. uh, in that sense too it it is very uh, it's it, it makes us very calm in, in a in a way right it takes away a lot of pressure
5: because you're doing sure I want
3: to, to uh, yeah sorry, right sorry. no no See,
5: right. I I you know of course I have not read uh, psychology formally so may, and if maybe I'm saying something wrong so what one is that How do you conquer lethargy? You know, if suppose you look at the people, you know, if you look at the ultra rich, the the children of the ultra rich, you know, and I have done some research on those people. Now, why are they into drugs? I mean, why are they just, they say, I have everything, though. You know this. Uh, how do you conquer lethargy? How do you conquer, you know, the the state of where you just do nothing? Is I think and when and what is the way to do really very very strong karma? Is two. Either you have to hate failure very very badly. Let's say you know I'll just take two examples. I mean extreme examples. Steve Jobs and Shahrukh Khan. You know. They both said that I failure not make failure. And failure in my eyes or anybody's eyes. Or you have to have a very, very positive motivation. I badly want this. <clears throat> my own experience, you know, and I'm just uh, keeping, I feel that sometimes expectations come in the way of uh, your achieving when you're desperately waiting for something, it doesn't happen. But I want to keep that out of the equation. So I just want to say that, you know, for a normal, even a very highly evolved, being either you have to very very badly hate failure or you really need to have that kind of a positive motivation to go for it to do unprecedented level of effort right otherwise you know that state of being you know and i really don't have an answer i have been you know i've had i have a lot of anecdotal reference like i know so many people in my own companies where i've worked like total cool dude you know, company chill, But are they giving that same level of karma while being chilled? There is a direct correlation between your desperation to achieve or your hatred to failure and the level of extra effort you put in. So, you know, this thing, when we say ki, uh, the ahankar part, I fully agree. You know, the anchor part, I handsome, That part, I fully agree. You know, I think, but uh, this expectation bit that you have, you should have no expectation and do, then go for the kill. I don't have many anecdotal data points in the people, yeah. you know, yeah. I have met in my life, achievers, non-achievers. For full action and so it right. seems to me like a too, too idealistic a construct, you know, which I don't see if I have five such examples in my life, then I can say, okay, this is the person I want to be like. This is yeah. my only point. Sorry for the very long. Uh, discussion, no, no, it but-
3: makes, makes a lot of sense. And thank you for that. Uh, I, I'll just express my opinion and I'm hoping to hear to hear from others as well. Um, two things. On the first part, you said there are people who, um, who take, lethargy as as their pleasure, right? If, if you will, their state is that way, uh, which is the question you asked. Uh, that state is often called as the tamasic state, right? Where the inaction becomes the pleasure, isn't it? So like uh, we shouldn't, in this case, um, mistake that for bliss, if you will, right? Because for them, they're seeing pleasure in not doing anything, right, in, in lethargy, and that's become their say. For them, the, the first step is to get them to be more rajasic by giving more selfish, um, uh, self-oriented goals, right? Okay, go do this so that you can get this, you know, you can earn more money or earn more whatever, right? So those kind of things to get you out of tamas into rajas, right, uh, and so that it's more, at least do something, even if it means that you're doing it for very selfish reasons. That's okay. That's the first first step to come out of that, right? So look at it as a huge spectrum. It's not um, it's not uh, purely black, gray, and white, right? It's a spectrum, and we're you, just moving from one end of it into something which is in the in the range between. Rajas and tamas, right? So you are in that mode where you are kind of getting active but for selfish reasons. And then over a period of time, as you start getting more and more things for selfish reasons and for yourself and for my family, for so me and whatnot, at some point you realize the futility of that right? and, and start to do things where you will still have the I factor. I did it. I did it. I want others to see that I did it. But you might start to uh, uh, start to do work for the benefit of others, right? So the work you do benefits others, but the I-factor remains, right? So I want everybody to see that I donated this hospital. My name should be on the uh, on the board and I, I want everyone to know that, but it helps others, right? As an example, right? So that is on the other uh, spectrum of rajas, right? And, and beyond that, once... That also crosses is where you 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 start to do things where it is for the larger benefit, and I don't want my name to be also included. Whether it's included, it's included. If it's not, it's okay, right? So you start to see quantum in both of those. Um, so I think I see that as a spectrum, and um, and uh, obviously what we are talking about is probably on the on the other side of the spectrum, right? So it may not be valid for. Uh, a large part of people who are still in that on the, left, on the other side, for them, we cannot say this as the answer. For them, the answer is, would be, go do things for your own sake, right? Um, if you do this, you're going to get that. You know, that kind of stuff is what is going to work there. And definitely on the other side of the spectrum is where we are talking about expectation. I'm, I'm curious to hear what others uh, feel about this.
5: I just want to respond to the first one, sure, what you said. That, you know, these people... Uh, so firstly, I'm just talking about the sheer quantum of efforts. Okay? Yeah. What does it take? You know, suppose you need to really do, build a company, do a Herculean task, you know, do, win an Olympic gold or run a marathon. I'm just saying that the sheer quantum of effort and the second is that Getting credit for it, and third is transcending even the credit. I'm just now only focusing on
1: what the motivation say, to achieve doing...
5: something. The quantum, the quantum of effort, the motivation. Right. Now, what right. I'm saying is, I have only, and it's a super oversimplified model. What I've seen is that people who go out, and the first one, what you said about the tamsik, they are not, in, they are not getting any pleasure, but they say that, I, yeah. If I want to buy an aeroplane, I can buy I can buy a plane, you know, I mean, I don't have to show off anything. I have the best car. What do I show to whom? So, you know, then they get into that. There is nothing to show nothing to no, 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 no laurels to be one. So they're not having bliss in that. They are also suffering in that, but they don't know what to come out of it. So I'm just connecting that. Let's a super secure guy financially and a highly insecure guy financially or socially or whatever. What I'm saying is the sheer quantum of effort, you know, where really something breakthrough needs to be done happens generally in two ways. Either you really need the goal or you really hate the failure. And sometimes they are just mirror image of each other. If I don't get this, you know, then this life is not worth living. And other thing thing is that suppose I don't get it, you know, and I really want to get it. Similar thing. It's just a I'm only talking of that part you know so Mm. how do you have motivation you know expect we are only discussing the expectation piece
3: right so So you're connecting the expectation with the motivation saying that unless there is that type of expectation how how do you get the motivation to actually push yourself to doing to do things like that right so um, yeah yeah but then if you really think about it, there are so many factors that will affect the outcome. Um, so it, it is very likely more than likely that um, you may not get what you're looking for. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think the same Steve jobs and Shah Rukh Khan would tell you that how many times they failed before what, what is, con- uh, what is currently seen as success. Right. Uh, but, you know, very few people write about that. Right. Um, so, how do you get past all of that to, to get to where they eventually got to, right? As an example. So, and in the process, there is a lot of stress. There's a lot of, um, because you're, you're having to go through this, right? There's, there's not only expectation, there is uh, probably also, um, what do you say? It's not expectation just from others, but from your own self on, uh, on what you can or cannot do. So in the process, obviously, there's going to be a lot of disappointment. And how do you deal with all of that and yet come out on the other side? So, yeah, I, so I just feel that it, it, it may not be, a, while it may sound idealistic, I think the alternative is, alternative is also pretty bad, if you look at it,
5: isn't it?
0: Rajesh, go ahead.
5: Yeah, ahead that point i take you know the ups and downs yeah Rajesh, please. yeah
0: i think you know um uh, we triggered off this discussion by uh, uh asking the question okay is expectation is it wrong to have expectations or should we not have expectations i think the sense that i'm getting is uh, i think it's 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 perfectly okay to have expectations and i think one should have expectations about what uh, outcome of a particular task what we're going to do should give us. But what I think we should work on is the desperate attachment to that expectation saying that this must happen, right? I think the problem comes there. The problem doesn't come in expecting. You know, if you're expecting a billion dollar IPO, I don't think there's anything wrong in expecting to to do a billion dollar IPO. But if it becomes $980 million IPO, would it make sense? Would, Would I be? Uh, upset about it, saying that I didn't meet my goal, right? That attachment to that billion dollar, a fictitional number, you know, throws us off the balance. And then we try to do a lot of things which um, which are, you know, to your point, right, Kishore, you know, which we're trying to kind of, you know, um, align the, all the forces in the nature to uh, reach a fictional number that we have in our mind. That is never going to happen. That's, maybe if it is 1.1 billion, you know, would we be elated? At that time, also, it, it did not meet our expectations. It exceeded expectations. Why are we? Why are we not happy at all? You know, we, we should be unhappy at that time as well. But we are not. Why? So it's an attachment. I think attachment, to quote unquote, additional idea or a goal that this must happen. Uh, no,
3: I, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, it's uh, I think when we said expectations, it is, it, it is that thing of where I want a particular result, right? Um, that's the part that's um, to, to me is dependent on so many factors that you don't control. Yeah, I mean expectations are
1: are kind of in a way sort of a necessary condition for motivating yourself isn't it i mean how do you motivate yourself if you don't expect anything i'm just kind of can we combine that with acceptance is the question Um, yes exactly and the key question therefore is that okay you have to have expectations because that will then drive you to a certain outcome but if you didn't get to that outcome then your amanitvam should kick in to say that you know, it is, there are huge number of factors which, which determine I mean, the outcome I did my best and I will do better next time perhaps, uh, but not get attached to a result one way or the other.
0: Alpuna, I saw a hand raise
6: up. I know I was, uh, I mean, it was slightly before, yeah, what Ajay you were saying, you're absolutely right about that. But I think I was trying to say what we are looking at can we look at it slightly differently altogether when you mentioned about steve jobs and shahrukh khan are they the happiest people it goes to our chapter 1 yeah yes they are driven they did herculean task was alexander the great happy after conquering the world yes you may i mean it's slightly hesitant in stating that but but yeah. yes Achieving all of these things, are they going to give you happiness? At some point, you have to realize, in fact, the failure is the best option. You fail, you realize you try to find something else. So, So yes, you'll not be driven in the worldly things, but you fail and you try to find that happiness. I agree you need to be desperate for, if, if that's the word you want to use, yes, for something. Even for mumukshutvam, that is, you need to have that burning desire to, to get even moksha, to work on it. Yes, that's right. But expectation, I tend to think, will hurt. I think that Kishore was also leading towards that having expectations definitely will hurt because even in mumukshutvam, it may take many, many lifetimes, right? So if you get hurt, the tendency is you will lose your interest on that path and leave it. So yes, moderating those expectations will definitely help. And in terms of desperation, yes, it is required. So if worldly goals are there, you absolutely need desperation for something to do well. But the question to ask here is, will that give us happiness? You can see multiple examples who were desperate, who've done herculean tasks. On their deathbed? Quite a few of them were not very happy with their lives.
5: Yeah.
7: So I think, uh, if I may, um, I, I, I think, uh, one can relate it back to those three gunas in the chapter and say that depending on where they are in, in their lives, in you know whether it's a lethargic uh, rich boy that Rajiv was talking about, maybe he needs to move away from that. And as Swamiji describes that, you know, whatever the predominant quality is, that I think uh, that framework perhaps will help people to decide whether or not whether to expect or not to expect at that point in time, and it's almost like a, as Kishore was saying, a spectrum. And as you journey through that, right, uh, that's when, you know, gradually it starts to dawn on you that perhaps this is, uh, perhaps you know, running after goals is not going to lead to, you know, eventual happiness that we all are looking for, or everlasting happiness that we are looking for. So, so I think it's a function of where you are in your this cycle of yeah. uh, birth and death and birth and rebirth rather um, and I think that's how I have at least understood right the more you um, the more you start moving from being Raj Sikh or Sikh dominance to Sattvic dominance then your perspective also changes and that's sort of the way you evolve. So and, true, and I think sort of you're right. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just to finish I, what Alpna was saying. I think I think that's true. That most people who are extremely successful, in fact, I have observed that most people have, who are very successful who are in public lives, they have some really, really unhappy situations in their personal lives as well. So yes, just because you are considered a very successful person doesn't necessarily mean that. You are a happy person
1: uh, too. So, 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 just a couple of points to add to that. I think uh, I, I'm, I don't think expectations and happiness. I mean, there. Are, I mean, unhappiness can be for a variety of reasons. I mean, it doesn't have to be only because of expectations. Uh, I think the unhappiness is often more because of how you respond to outcomes, as opposed to. Your expectation, expectations, at least in my sort of head, feels like it cannot be a bad thing. Uh, but uh, but again, expectations again on using sort of what VP described in terms of the gunas, Even the question then is, what are those expectations? Are those are those sattvic expectations, or are they are they kind of uh, immoral expectations, if you will, uh, to use. Uh, a word for tamasik, right? So if you have uh, sattvic expectations, uh, where you're doing good uh, to the wider society, and then you have the ability to accept the outcome if things don't go your way, or your expectations are not met, then you're okay, I think. But the tr- the trouble is when you have sort of wrong expectations, and then you are not able to deal with the outcome.
3: Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, when expectation, if expectation is there, the outcome is going to be either favorable or not favorable. So how do you, um, you know, expectation to me itself tells me that you're expecting a certain result. That, and we don't know yeah. whether if that result doesn't happen, are you ready to also accept whatever result comes back, right? Uh, favorable or not. So that part is the question mark, right? So if it's okay to expect, if you are sh- fairly sure about the fact that you can deal with either result.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, you've got to have, I mean, th- there are two different parts in my view because your expectation is before, while you're doing the karma or before, while you kind of embark on some,
3: some then, task or activity. So so let's say if we, if we stretch this point a little bit. So then if we are already, uh, well if we know that we have to accept we can accept either result then what is the use of expectation if you also think about it that because, way, right
1: because if you don't have an expectation then you don't have a goal and if you don't have a goal then what are you so, working
3: towards so as um, sure so let, let, let's see that right so but we expectation is with respect to a result and then but we are negating that by saying that we need, we will accept either way, right? Whether it's yes. favorable, unfavorable, or somewhere in between, I'll accept any of those results. So then, what is the use of the expectation while performing the karma, right? While performing the action, what is the use of it? If we are relying on that as the source of motivation, obviously we are getting more and more attached to that end result, which is causing that expectation, right? So what is? So my point being, can our motivation be something beyond just that result is the question, right? Because anyway, expectation can potentially lead to misery, because we don't have control over the result, not all the control Mm -hmm. over the result. So it's very likely that we we might see something else. So what is the point of holding on to that while doing the karma? Right? Isn't it only going to uh, cause a problem while and make us slightly less efficient while performing the action? Because it's it's going to always be in our mind. Am I going to get it? Am I going to get it? What if I don't? Uh, you know, isn't that always going to be there? And the fear but of this. That's music. true. Yes.
7: But Kishore, that's true for anything and everything, right? I mean, even what we are doing in this Gita classes, we are all doing with the expectation that on the other side we'll be a little bit more learned, be able to see things more clearly. Correct. So I'm not convinced that expectation by itself is a is, is a bad thing, right? Because uh, to your point, if you are not expecting, then how will you, uh, you know, give it your best? So either you are, let's say, totally sorted, right? Totally sorted in the sense that you understand the karma yoga, you understand uh, all the philosophies that we have been thinking and talking about all these months. And you can actually perform those 100% of the time in everything you're doing. But if, if you're short of that, right, if you're not there, then my sense is that uh, if you don't expect, uh, uh, then you are not perhaps going to give it your 100%. You may get lazy and you may say, well, you know, I wanted to achieve this, but um it looks like I'm not going to be able to do it. So why not just move on and, you know, I'll deal with it later on. So that somehow you know, tamsik may uh, may come into your behavior. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that. To me, it seems like even what we are doing itself it there is certain expectation that we all had when we started re- reading this book together, isn't it? it it's a little bit like
1: uh, saying that you know I have an expectation that I'll have the right outcome. Absolutely, because that's that's you know you've got to start with the premise that I want to achieve a goal. But when you have that expectation, you keep in mind the fact that I'm going to do what I can do, and there are other people involved, and then there is stuff that is outside human control almost, and therefore, you know, be aware that you know the outcome may not be what you want, but you have to have that intense desire. As Alkna was saying, you know, even for getting uh, moksha, you have to have an intense desire and expectation. Otherwise you're saying, okay, let's kind of attend the Gita classes and hope. And you know, if we'll see. I mean, so it might be easy in the context of Gita, but in the in context of the transactional world. I'm not sure whether that works.
3: No, I think there's goal and then there's expectation, right? A goal can still be there, will be there, right? We are we are doing something with the, with the end goal in mind. But expectation yeah. is always with respect to a result, one particular result.
1: Yeah, yeah no absolutely and, and, and you know I don't know there might be it's a thin line I mean you know expectation of the result is the goal right and so I cannot divorce the expectation from the goal in a way
7: yeah um, yeah that's yeah that's exactly how I think about it that if you have a goal then you automatically have certain expectation I mean it's almost
1: uh... I mean I want that but i I, I will not kind of you know, shoot myself if it didn't happen, that kind of thing, right? And I'll accept, you know, if, if I didn't get it. I mean, if, see, if you have like you in Bolt, kind of running a 100-meter dash, I mean, he can't start to think that, you know, if I win, it's good. If I don't win, that's good too.
3: No, th- th- I, let me acknowledge that I've struggled with this. I mean, I've, I've had discussions with my son when, you know, he goes out to play and I keep telling him, just do your best. Dad, I, I cannot play without having... Uh, the need, the, the wish to win, right? So I, I, I do struggle with explaining this, but uh, the, the more I've thought about it, at least at a personal level, um, the, uh, expectation is, to me, it tells me that we are seeking something from outside that we don't see inside ourselves, right? There is some lack. There is something that we want something uh, this result to fulfill. And that's why we are expecting that. So let's say, um, yeah, and I, I I I should relate that I should ha- I had the same problem initially. I wanted to write, uh, right? I started w- while when I started on this path, I wanted to write. For the longest time, I uh, refrained from writing because I said, "Wait a minute, why? Are you ri- why? What is the exact purpose for writing? Is it because you want others to know that?" Um, you have learned all this and you want to share this? Is it because of that doership that was there? Until I, that went away, I didn't write. I, 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 didn't, I stayed away from blogging or writing anything at all because I, I, knew at, I knew internally that I wanted recognition. At that point, I didn't write. Uh, and said, and When things changed from that point into saying, okay, here is something that I would like to share if it is useful to others. At at that, once that thing changed, that's when I felt more comfortable writing. Because inside I knew at some point there was this element of expectation of people recognizing this, right? Or applauding it or whatever. And now when I do that, when I write, I, I have zero expectation that anybody has viewed or anything at all, because I've given what I had to give, that's it. And that was, I don't even go back to see who has read or done whatever. It is okay. I mean, comments, yes, feedback, welcome. But there is no expectation of anybody recognizing or appreciating it, right? Because you've done what you have to do. So that gives rise to, um, in my mind, it takes away so much um, mental chatter. It takes away another big chunk of mental chatter from this whole thing. keeps your mind calm again. Right. Otherwise, it's always why didn't why didn't this person read it or why didn't this person not tell me anything about it? Oh, you know, and so on. Right? Why clutter the mind again? Right. So it takes away that.
8: Uh, If 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 I might jump in there for a second. Uh, It's it's got to do, I mean, there's a function of time the way I see it in terms of expectation and goals. So if you think of three scenarios, I can think of three scenarios. Let's assume there's somebody who sets out, a brilliant person sets out with the objective of winning the Nobel Prize from whatever endeavor they're taking on. What is the likelihood that they will actually, it doesn't matter whether they sort of how they feel about it at the end, what is the likelihood that they'll actually do something meaningful that will be deserving of Nobel prize. So that's one scenario. Um, a second scenario is, you know, when people have spent a lot of time building something really good, meaningful, whether it's a business or a building or, uh, you know, something, but it's at the cost of, great cost of, uh, you know, their personal relationships, their health, or, uh, you know, breaching a lot of those values that, that Altma very helpfully put out this on the group earlier today. Um, that's the second group. The third is in the moment, you know, as people are doing. So I, I, you know, I, I, whenever I meet a, somebody who's, who's actually a senior executive somewhere, they are one of two kinds. One are really polite and humble and you know, good fun to be with. Others tend to be very arrogant. And then, then you, you see all these Indian businessmen walking around with big bags of, under their eyes um, you know, there's, there's a big difference in people who are, who are just good fun to be with. They're well-achieved. Everybody wants to be like them. But there are others who are always very tightly wound up. And, you know, they have in the moment, they're, they're ahead of, they, they, you, you get the feeling that they're punching above their own weight. And this is, this is where I find that, you know, the, the, the work and study that we've done sort of gives us a framework that if we find ourselves heading into any of these three categories, that is where it gives you a a framework to figure out that actually, you know, stop and think whether it's worth getting into into the situation. So that's the way I have understood. So, you know, all great points between expectation, acceptance, and um, there is going to be, you know, when you have a goal uh, to win a war, write a poem, um, build a building, build a business, uh, IPO, et cetera. There's always going to be, it's better to be focused than not and, and actually be totally invested in that. Um, but but uh, what I find is that these are the three scenarios I find people fall into. It takes you down a road. that's not worth traveling.
6: Very well said, Vivek. Uh, and I also just felt that I think all of us are saying similar things. Uh, It is the usage of word, which is, I think, expectation, where we are differing, we are saying expectation from others. And where I think Ajay and BP were referring to was expectation from themselves to put in the effort to achieve a goal, which I think Mm. is okay. So I think it is the, uh, we're using the same word, but (laughs) meaning different things. And hence, there is a little bit of, uh, you know, disagreement. I think.
1: It's, 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 it's a good point, Alpana, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a, it has to come from within. You've got to own that desire or expectation.
6: to do. Correct. That's to why you right are out. creating your expectation to goal as almost, uh, as you said, they're married to each other. Whereas I think what Kishore was saying, it's the expectation from others to receive recognition, etc., which is a slightly different thing, which I think can be separated out and dropped.
1: Which goes it, into the Amanditvam uh, bucket, yeah. Mm. That's right.
6: So that expectation from others is what will lead you into into one of the you know disaster. Correct. Uh, but expectation from yourself is slightly more under your control and doable. And maybe if if that drives you, it is good then.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, it's and an interesting,
0: interesting. You, you said it. You said it right. And you know, I'm going to the question that Rajiv was asking right some time back know what these rich boys they don't do anything i have everything so you know i don't need to do anything the whole point is uh, they, they are at a stage where they are smug at that point of time where they don't see anything purposeful that needs to be achieved therefore they are in that state of lethargy or tamasa what what we say right but then only they can't jump start and move on to a stage where they will work without any expectations so they will have to be somehow goaded and pushed to the next stage by their well-wishers or whatever, saying that, hey, now here is a goal. And if you do this, you will get this. And if you get this, maybe, you know, you let achieve this recognition. Therefore you do this. right? And if assuming that the person gets motivated by that, then they will start chasing that particular dream. And that dream will be the only thing that they would want at that point of time. Okay. And as they go through the journey and let's say that they achieve it they don't achieve it they achieve it partially, one of the three conditions whatever if whatever learnings that they happen if that triggers them triggers in them okay why am i doing this okay if i achieve it if i don't achieve it if i achieve it partially why why if that triggers then they will get onto the path of you know the karma yoga and jnana yoga and bhakti yoga path otherwise They will end up saying, okay, no, I did not achieve this in the first attempt. Let me achieve it in the next attempt, in the third attempt, fourth attempt. So now suddenly what's happening, both the paths are good. Because now suddenly from a path of no action, the guy has moved on to doing something, okay? Which is the Rajasthik path. Now over a period of time, maybe one birth or multiple births, we don't know, okay? Based on that person's disposition, mental disposition, if that person realizes, okay, I think I've figured out the problem statement, okay? I think the problem is even if I achieve this, I don't think it's gonna make me feel happy. So I need to find something else that's gonna make me happy. And then when the perspective changes, everything will flow automatically. Yeah.
1: And, and I like, and I, and I think that point that, uh, you know, you made about, you know, whose expectation, right? It, you know, that's another thing which struck me when I, I kind of, I reflect on this word value of values ever since it was introduced in this group. And the question always is, you know, can we say, you know, who's valuing the value, am I doing something because somebody expects me to be humble or do I want to be humble? Right. And therefore, when it comes to values, it's a similar point that, you know, what is, You know, do I own that value? Or do I do it because I look good to somebody else? Right? So it's a a, a similar sort of point. But I mean, I I thought that was very, very important when we think about these 20 values. Uh, We're doing it for ourselves because we believe in it and we think that is the right model thing to do as opposed to we looking good because somebody else would kind of say nice things
0: about us. I agree with you Ajay. And I think, you know, um, uh, there's one thing that I, uh, sometime back we discussed this also, I want to share that here again, just to complete the discussion, what you talked about value of values. Right? See, I think all of us have a uh, image of ourselves, inner image, and then we project an outer image, and then there's a perceived image. I think, you know, when there is a, when there's a discord between what we think about ourselves and what we project ourselves, that's where most of the problems come in, right? You know, For example, you talked about the value of value in the context of humility, right? You know, if, if, if I want others to think that I'm humble and if I'm projecting it, but internally I'm egoistic, then there's a dichot, you know, discord. Exactly. There's a disconnect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either you have to change the way that you're projecting ourselves and become more, you know, egoistical or you have to change the internal thing, right? You know, people can take either paths, right?
1: No, absolutely. That's the point I was making. Yeah, exactly. Hmm.
2: Hey, uh, I I was trying to say something responding to Shanta. Thank you, Guntax, for nudging. So, the, uh, yeah, this expectation word is a very, like, lot of so many meanings and interpretations. And it goes back to the context, I think, because Krishna himself says in the beginning, right, that you are expected to act like a Kshatriya. Otherwise, you are going to become very uh, unpopular in your community or in your clan. So, the expectation from you is to, you know, pretty well, damn, pick up your <laughs> pick up your damn weapons and fight. That is the expectation. Whether you will win or not you don't have that expectation, but you got to go and do your fighting. So, um, I think uh, uh, just responding to what Shanta was saying, I was just saying, uh, thinking of it like an equation. So, if it's an equality, if your equation holds true, you find out it's holding true, then, yeah, you're satisfied, but only for a short span of time. Um, If it Comes out as a less than inequality, then you're not satisfied and you're unhappy and everything. And if it's a greater than, you feel like, oh, then I should have done more. <laughs> it's like a winner's
0: curse, then. Um,
6: well said, song it's, <laughs>
0: it's unending. Yeah. yeah just uh, you know just changing uh, changing uh, the discussion to from expectations and uh, you know results to something else right the the, the, the thing that that uh, struck me in this chapter is you know the the programmability of a human being right
6: mm-hmm. the
0: first first couple of paragraphs what swamiji talks about that is very powerful for me uh, the way that i understood it is okay you know if people say that okay this is my nature This is the only way that I can do. Maybe at one level, it is true. But the point is, can you reprogram it? Do we have the ability? Do we have the free will to reprogram it? I think, you know, that I found it very powerful. The way that Swamiji articulated it here. Because the answer is very simple. Yes, you can't reprogram it. Okay, But the point is, you need to have the will to reprogram it. And the reprogramming
4: can also be in, uh, you know, for the worse or for good, actually, I mean, for the, because, you know, like, for example, you know, if if a kid has always heard, you know, heard from the parents saying that, you know, you need to be humble, you need to be respecting elders and so on. And, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, I mean, when they're dependent, probably they will, they will have to listen. And uh, so they follow certain kind of thing. So they have not really understood this whole value of value. And um, so when they get, you know, so when they become independent or something, you know, if it is not full, they've not, if they've not fully understood, or the situation, uh, the environment that they are in, at that time, you know, can actually uh, make them go back to the other side. Also, I'm saying that the reprogramming can happen, you know, for good as well as for bad.
0: Is that right. Absolutely. And take the example of you know uh, drinking. Right. People go through the cycle. You know, initially they will be non-drinkers. They'll go through the sinusoidal way, go up drinking. They'll enjoy it. They'll come down. That you know, from the base level, they would have already moved up to one level, and they'll continue there at that level. There'll be some other people who go to the negative, on the other side. They'll say, no, I don't think this works out. Maybe that, you know, it it hurts. It it's it's bad for my health. It's bad for the family. It's bad for everything. And then they will go negative on the other side. And it may take maybe one year, 10 years, 20 years, 100 years. We don't know. But each person is different. But the point is, till such time that they realize that this is not good for me, till that time, they will continue doing that. And that they only, they can realize now, no amount of external coaching will happen. will make it happen.
6: In fact, till a little later than you realize, because after you realize, you start yeah. making. So it takes a little time to.
0: Correct. Correct. Like, like body motion continues to be in motion for some time. Inertia. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and, and 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 maybe you know just a side uh, side comment here, right? It's not uh, one thing that that that. Uh, 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 in this context, you know, um, it kind of, you know, uh, amazes me is that, you know, how much of, uh, should we, should we tell our kids, you know, all the quote unquote things that we did not do right and in expect them to do, do it in the first instance. <laughs> and would it work?
4: We try and we fail.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what's the, what's the alternative, right? The best, I mean, they call it negotiation. The best, best, uh, BATNA, best alternative to negotiated argument or something like that. The, be, the best thing is keep telling them and hope that, you know, things will work. Realize sooner or later.
3: Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting one. I mean, I, I've, I, um, I found that it's, it's easier to, I think it's more effective if we become that way and they obviously observe, they may not express that, but they observe, right? So uh, so it then comes back to us, can, can we change? And obviously we, we can change and we are, uh, and can we be that way? And can we imbibe those qualities and, and live that way and let, the, let our lives be the, the message rather than spoken message? Obviously, it's the toughest thing to do. It's easier for me to say that.
0: But. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the, that's the only way. Anyway, so the, the, continuing on this on this topic about programmability, right? I think uh, um, this thing called free will, which humans have, I think that's the most powerful weapon that we have. Okay, the ability to make, make choices. And for us, we need to know what choices we have and then making the right choice. I think that's the most important thing for, for from, from the perspective of inner development as
3: well so, so the other thing related to values I noticed that you know there are many values obviously. But we'll have to probably take it take one or two at a time and start to assimilate uh, very consciously in our in our own lives right i mean whether it's ahimsa or let's say amanatvam, we have to it, it needs to get imbibed right it needs to be at a point where we feel that is um it's completely part of us like for instance we we may not um, we've imbibed the fact that we cannot physically assault somebody right so even in a situation, we uh, probably know that we shouldn't do that. For most of us, probably will do that, right? So, where did that come from? In the in the same way, can we can we assimilate uh, some of these qualities to the same extent that it now becomes natural uh, for us, right? Uh, at least aim towards that. Right? Uh, uh, that is another thing that Swamiji says in his book, which is, it is, um, yeah. I mean, it needs to become part of you.
0: Yeah, just an aside on that, uh, Kishore. You know, I think when I when I looked at this page 153, right, the, the first paragraph in English purity of mind, commitment to pursuit knowledge of yoga, da 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 huge. Right. It's so hard to remember. Okay. And but if you if you look at the Sanskrit thing, abhayam Sattva sam jnana yoga vyavastitihi. Okay, dhanam damascha Yajnascha, swadhyaya tapas swadhyaya swadhyayas tapa arjavam it's so simple right each one of the words so what i'm what i'm why, where am i going in this conversation is that you know i think it makes sense for us to buy heart this rather than by heart it in english okay and everyday in the morning you know maybe spend spend some time you know just chat this and say okay this is what is my goal right in fact it's very interesting uh, the lecture i was listening to today it actually mentioned that
6: you know the the vrat we take up and it also mentioned about Chaturmasa you pick up just one quality and say I will try to do that during that time if you start with say okay I maybe just take that I will only tell the truth and not tell a lie during this Chaturmasa it's a shorter duration of time and it's more doable because it is also it, it, it comes with that you know, commitment, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then do it for a few years. And then it'll become, you know, what Kishore was saying, that then it becomes habit. So he was saying that, okay, if you do maybe some fast, just Monday fast, or just think of it as okay, over the weekend I will not do one particular thing. So don't start with saying that, oh, I'm just going to leave this dosh. But do it for a certain period of time, even if if you think of for half a day. On a weekly basis, just do it for half a day. Try not doing it till it becomes your habit, but but just keep doing it. So I thought that was very very powerful. I,
0: I think that's very, well said, Alpana. I think that's the uh, that's probably the best way of slowly, you know, vaccinating ourselves against some of the, you know,
6: and any one quality which you like, because rest all, as Swami D had said, it's like. You know, the books. table has four <laughs> legs. If you move one, the others will Other start. start. Will come. So, so it's something like that. Pick up any yeah. one quality which uh, which you know you think you want to want to pick up and then just do it for any, you know, once a once a week, I'll do it at this particular yeah. time. And then
4: yeah, the the, the famous noodle analogy that uh, Rajesh
6: yeah. is. <laughs> I know the Maggie, <laughs> Maggie will come in yeah. front. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, and you One realize thing, that you know sorry I mean no, just quick quick comment uh, Satya. Um, you know you realize that the message of Vedanta which is self-knowledge I mean it seems at least from you know after having spent a year is probably the easier bit or at least knowing what I mean at least theoretically you kind of get it like you know okay that's not complicated. I mean after point you kind of say okay I get it. But I think the harder bit is these virtues as to how do you change yourself from within and become truly satvik right in your thinking in your actions in your speech. I think that can take sort of years as like Alpha you were explaining I mean you each each top each aspect needs to be worked upon and each aspect will take time and practice before it becomes a habit so it feels like you know we've now come to sort of what I call the 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 sort of the the, the real sort of where the, where the, where meets the road meets the road yeah, yeah. correct yeah meets the road.
0: yeah, yeah. I, I remember I remember when we started off on this journey sometime in June July I think uh, someone Okay, tell me. What's the final at the end? What is the what? What did what did the book reveal at the end of it? Right? What are the last yeah. six chapters talk about? Right? And, and this is what it says. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you will not be able to understand how the rubber will have to meet the road if you don't go through the entire process. No, absolutely.
1: No, it's it's very it's very well uh, sort of sequenced, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you come to this sort of chapter sixteen, or even you know, when you we went to chapter thirteen you realize this is where it all sort of changes, right? Yeah. If you yeah. don't change that, you know, all of this is theory. Theory, it's all
6: theory.
3: It's and both theory. Uh, reinforce each other. If you see the practice and the theory, right? The practice reinforces, I mean, makes you more curious yeah. to understand more in depth. And But the more you, understanding you, you get, s- the better it is to practice, right? So I think yeah, it, it's, kind of, it, you know, it's
1: I, like a nice- I know, I know my destination. Yeah, I know my destination, but then, you know, you just say, okay, I get that. They say well but you know you don't get there just by knowing it you just need to now sort of figure out how to get there yeah. it's, it's fascinating I also
6: like what Mahesh had mentioned I think two I think two GDs ago that the more you read it, you will notice that some of these qualities are beginning to build up even without yeah. us you know really working on them but you'll start noticing them mm. So that's where I certainly, be there. Think,
1: there. You you certainly be think about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
6: Not even awareness, but they become part of you. They start, mm. begin to become part of you, even without practicing. He talked Suddenly. about fearlessness,
0: if I remember right.
6: Yes. Suddenly, it yes. will start. You'll notice, oh, I wasn't practicing it, but it is coming. <laughs> so it does work.
0: <laughs> and uh, one other thing I, I can tell you you know self esteem will just go up like anything because at the end of the day, you know you know that, you know, there was a dichotomy, you know, there was a dissonance between what you were projecting and what you truly are, that will just go away very soon.
4: Yeah. Yeah, w- one thing that I uh, noticed while reading this chapter, you know, was a sense of uh, deja vu, actually, because I think uh, similar things that we had read in the previous in, in an earlier chapter, right? So I, I just wanted to understand, so why why is it being repeated? I mean, there was a lot of overlap between what we, I mean, we spent a lot of time earlier, you know, on the, all those uh, uh, qualities or virtues. And then, you know, this chapter, again, we are talking about, you know, under a different heading called uh, maybe values or something. So, I, I mean, it's okay. I mean, uh, it's not contradictory to each other, but still, you know, what is the logic behind this?
6: Perhaps reinforcement, Sakma. <laughs> how much ever reinforcement? How much ever reinforcement we need uh, is what probably even Krishna is telling. <laughs> just uh, you can't just get yeah. everything just by reading it <laughs> once. And and, and I like the way how it is uh, laid out with everything given like with an example that reinforces the concept well. In this, it's almost yes. like a summary. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's
1: agree. interesting. I mean, in chapter chapter 13, they cover it. I mean, he covers it extensively and then
3: just kind of devotes the whole chapter to kind of mm-hmm. go through it almost all over again, which is. It, it, it's interesting. interesting. I think they also do it, uh, um, though I don't know if it's mentioned in, in Swamiji's book, but they split it into uh, sattvic, rajasek, and tamasek for every, in, um, every type of thing that we do, right? Um, so it's. In the, in the, is that 17th is chapter? I'm wondering. 16th and 17th chapter. Next
0: chapter, but I don't think Swamiji's book does a good job. It, 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 of, I,
3: I, I yeah, fascinated. every single thing is split into three. I,
0: right? Maybe I'll, I'll fish out some notes and I'll I'll share that because we probably will have to go through that at least as an example kind of a thing to get it right. Like I think yeah. we discussed this, right? I think I think maybe Kishore, you mentioned, for example, if you're, let's say that you want to donate some money to someone. Yeah, okay? that's what comes to mind. So yeah, There are three ways of donating. Satvik, Rajasik, Tamasik donation. You should not do right. Donation. Rajasik is okay, but the best is satvik donation. And all all these three things are essentially in the mindset only. So, how do you you know do that? Don, Donate yeah. donation, you know, you know yeah. detail talked about it. Food, also, right. for example, okay. Food, yeah. What is satvik food? What is Rajasik food? What is Tamasik food? You know, it talks about doesn't mean you know meat is tamasic, it does not mean that. Okay, that's a quote unquote the grosser understanding. The subtler understanding is very, very different.
4: Uh, Swami P, uh, Swami Paramatmananda, you know, uh, he refers to these two chapters. I think the 16 and 17, uh, 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 you know, he says that you know it's got nothing to do with self-knowledge at all because the rest all all along you were, uh, you know, trying to build the uh, you know more on understanding who you are. I mean, the self-knowledge, uh, understanding yourself part. But 16 and 17 is more about you know more like a practical. Uh, guide, actually, you know, in terms of how do you build those characters so that you know, you can you can uh, uh, follow whatever you read till 15. I mean, that's what he says. That was also
6: mentioned in the lecture that I was listening to today that you know, the way Gita is structured is it starts at the highest level. Okay, if you don't get that, then do this. Okay, if you don't get that, then do this. Okay, if you can't even do this, then at least think of God and bhakti and all that. If you can't even do that, okay, let's think of it as Rajasavas and and in the practical life, how you do it. And then it will culminate, culminate in chapter 8. And, and
4: here is here is your do's and don'ts, you know. Just forget about everything, yes. just follow this, actually. <laughs>
3: Right.
6: Yeah. So interestingly, so if you get it in second chapter itself. Second
0: chapter, I think second chapter. From there, <laughs> but
6: otherwise, yeah. <laughs> over now, there.
0: It looks like we still haven't got it in the second chapter. So <laughs> we still <Yeah>. no. <laughs> I
1: I remember uh, uh, Kishore, your presentation, uh, which now obviously makes even more sense. But at that point, I have to say that I was like half thinking, why are we digressing from the topic? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is, that is. I mean, again, the whole Ashtanga Yoga and, you know, the Yama Niyamas, et cetera. I mean, those are all, it's the same sort of thought process, right?
3: Yeah. So It's about I, values, yeah. Yeah. So it came down to this, right? I mean, I was trying to also see how to present uh, the topic to somebody who was who may not be uh, um, inclined towards spirituality, right? Let's say younger uh, uh, kids and so on. Anyway, I was thinking about that saying, or even others who may not be inclined to uh, hear uh, about spirituality. But I think everybody agrees that happiness is something that everybody wants to hear about, right? Uh, if, if if you see uh, one of um, um, the most uh, popular class in Yale University is by this, um, this professor by name, uh, Laura, I forgot her last name, who has a course on happiness. The, the course is called happiness and it's more than subscribed. She expected like 10 to 15 people to show up. Uh, in the first year she had 550 students. And in the second and third year onwards, they had to move to an online class because they had more than, I mean, they had thousands of registrants for that course. And this is in Yale. It's happening today, right? And she, she, she has a podcast as well. Um, uh, the same thing in Harvard. Uh, uh, and the person he has written a book called Happier. Anyway, so long story short, this the topic of happiness is something that's very relevant, right? Everybody wants to know how do I how do I become more happy? Is it is it this? I mean, psychologists have thought about it and so on. So it's a topic that's of interest. So I was trying to see eventually even Vedanta is saying the same thing, but it's taking a different angle, right? And yoga is saying the same thing, taking a slightly different angle again. So um, how do we then, but we agree that happiness is a topic that we care about and that is definitely to spark interest. So I started there saying, if that is the case, let's try to understand what is happiness happened first. Um, and then I, 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 as I started understanding this, it became clear to me that happiness and unhappiness is in the mind, that's one. But secondly, uh, it became clear that a calm mind, whether you look at it through the Vedanta lens or the yoga lens, is what happiness is about. The, the ease, I, I think, uh, um, I think Swami Bhumananda tirtha says this, I think, in, he calls it ease in doing everything, there is ease. And there is nothing pulling you this way or that way. You are at ease, you are at complete, this is the sthita pragna as well, right? Which is also mentioned. So if you look at it from the Bhagavad Gita side, you see sthita pragna and um, obviously equanimity being mentioned. If you look at it from yoga side, they say cessation of thoughts. Again, finally comes down to our own minds how calm that is and the fact that when it's basically leading us to a calm mind and many of these values, if you think about it, are also leading us there because if these values are not practiced, your mind is not going to be calm. It's going to be in conflict, right? So if if ahimsa is not practiced, you're going to say things to somebody which you're going to regret later, which is going to cause uneasiness in your mind. If Amanitvam is not practiced, you are constantly thinking, why didn't that person appreciate what I did? And that's going to consume you, consume your mind, and it's going to be restless. So all of these values eventually are taking away baggage from your mind, leading you to a more calm mind. And now what is a calm mind? And that is happiness. That's it, basically, is what I'm realizing. That's it, basically. It's not something... um, that needs to be achieved later uh, after death and stuff like that. All those illusions just went away. It just came down to this very simple concept. How do I stay calm and at ease at all times? So it came down. So sthita prajna is something that I'm learning again and again and again, because trying to understand the concept really well, sthita di and sthita prajna um, and, and yoga, which is saying the same thing in a different way, right? Because it says, when, when the thoughts have reduced, then you're one with oneself. Sure, one with your, your ultimate uh, real self. So then what is that real self? That shows up in the ease that you, uh, you feel inside you. So that's where everything is just coming together for me. Um, and it, yeah, so that, that was my attempt, I should say, at expressing that.
0: this part of your talk i think you should cut it out from this particular uh, 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 you know recording and put it back to what you did because this came out i would say much better than what you did the first time the presentation deck what we shared with us okay okay yeah it's just the understanding
3: is getting better
2: (laughs) oh no you so Guntax, you already created the inequality
3: (laughs) Think about it though. I think it's very powerful. This cleared a lot of things in my mind as to why there are all these different philosophies. And so it's finally coming together. Uh, And all these different things coming together in this very simple concept of a calm mind or just being at ease. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. We are at 722 today and uh, I wanted to spend some time to chant the closing shloka a little, uh, little bit more, you know, proactively with all of us uh, together. So uh, I'm going to take a pause to make, maybe take a minute more for, for any one of us to conclude uh, anything. I know Anupama said that she was busy. So you know, I'm not expecting her to, you know, uh, chat up. Uh, she said that she'd be listening in, but anybody else wants to conclude uh, anything in the topic that we've been discussing?
6: I think I just want to say, uh, Guns, thanks for highlighting that. So if you take this example where Kishore, did he have any expectation when he was trying to say these things? Was there a goal? But it still came out so well, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. It came out very well. Actually, uh, you know, um, I'm, uh, to your point, Kishore, so... Um, I'm learning more about Chapter Two and this Pragna. and and to me, and I'm uh, working with Guntax, I sent something to Alpana some time back, um, trying to write about it, uh, enhances my learning. So I'm doing that, and this Stithapragya is a is an amazing kind of uh, uh, in, in Tamil we say Adam, or basically it's it's that location in this. Gita thing, which is uh, suddenly uh, just uh, sprung on us, right? Because it comes up as a last question in the ending, ending of that chapter. It's just, uh, I just find it, how can one person be like this? It is just impossible is the first thing that comes to my mind. But he keeps going and going and going and describing more and more and more about this person so, so I, I can imagine how uh, Arjuna himself might have felt. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> you know? Yeah, who's how, <laughs> how can how can yeah, somebody be to, yeah. like this? So uh, I always yeah. uh, you described it very beautifully. Yeah. That,
3: thank you again. I don't <laughs> I don't know where it came from, right? Uh, it, it, it it just came, right? So I, I don't want to take any credit for this, but <laughs> so. The the thing is this, yeah, you're right, Sita Pragna. That 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 whole concept is so beautiful, and samatva, right? Uh, in fact, Swami Bhumananda, when he was in San Jose, he said if you take away one word from two days of listening to lectures, he said take away samatva, and yeah, to me, to him, that um, summarizes the Gita in one word, um, related to Sita Pragna as well, and you are uh, very very closely related. So second chapter is. I don't know. Uh, it, 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 every time you read it, it, it just gives you different insights.
0: Yeah. All right. That's the executive uh, summary. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Thanks, uh, everyone, for a great GD today. I think uh, we moved from expectations to values to figuring out how to cultivate those values. It was a great discussion today. So uh, here's what I'm going to do today. We've got five minutes, and maybe we will uh, try to cover this. Can you see my screen? If you can, let me know that you're able to see my screen. I can. Yes.
6: Okay, yes.
0: so here is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, uh, you know, you see this line, uh, you know, uh, line breakers here in between, right? So I'm going to chant each line once. And then, you know, um, each one of you can, you know, by muting your mics, you can chant it twice, two times. So that way we repeat it. Okay. Then uh, once I say one line, uh, you chant it twice. Then I'll say the next line uh, uh, once, you chant it twice at your at your end. Then I'll, I'll combine these two lines. Okay. Then we chant it twice, both these lines together. So we keep working on, working on one line at a time like that, like what we did with Nirvana shatakam I hope it's okay. Okay. And I know that there is one or two places where I, I, I don't chant personally very well. So, uh, excuse me. I know that, you know, I'm making a mistake there, but I, I have not yet been able to correct myself on that. So let's, uh, uh, let's go with the, what, what the best that I can do at this point of time. Okay. All right, I'm going to start. Om um, baddram karne vishrunu yama devaha. Baddram yama tram pasye makshabhirya om karne bishrunu yamadevaha Bhadram Pashyam Bhirya jatra. Stirangai stush to wagum sasta nubi. We Hitam, yet Stirai rangai stush vagum sastanu bihi via shema deva hitam Swasthina Indro Bruddha Shravaha. Swasthina Indro Bruddha Shravaha. Swasthina Swastina Indro Vruddha Shravaha, pusha Vpusha Vishwa Vedaha. Swasthina Starksyo Arishtane mihi. Swasti no Bruhaspa tirdadatu. Swasti nastak Oh, Shanti Shanti Shanti. So we took almost six minutes to chant that today.
2: That's very good.
6: Very nice.
2: Your pronunciation is uh, very.
0: uh, First term I'm learning, uh, uh, Guns, and yeah. make mistakes, but uh, you know, uh, I, I, it's much better than me. So I get, get. And in fact, uh, in fact, when we, when Alpana, when you put together that list of uh, shlokas that we will have to go through, right? You know, one of the things that I, I was thinking that I thought we'll discuss this year is that, you know, we can chant each shloka, maybe spend the first 10 minutes per, in, in our class. To chant and I can get my wife Preeti to kind of you know help us out with the chanting the way that we did it today so we, all of us we can learn it so that we can you know uh, commit to memory because learning it in the right way is very very important okay and uh, breaking it and that way it also sits in our mind very easily and then after that you know we can uh, uh, you know continue our GD on that particular uh, shloka. okay good. good
6: all
0: right I think uh, great uh, session. So for the next uh, next GD, next week, GD, we will do the chapter twenty, the threefold Shraddha. Uh, I know that you know this is a very small. I will try my best to see if I can find some additional material that I can share, uh, which will complement this. Because you know, I read this uh, yesterday, and I don't think uh, you know it covers a lot of things that uh, we would want to discuss. Right. So, we probably will need some material for this. So, let me see if any one of you also can share some material on that, it will be helpful. Um, let's uh let's try to get some additional material, and then do it. Okay, so much. Have a thank, great you. Day. thank you. Thank you.
5: Thank you.
7: Thank
8: you.